on the app. It's probably already there. Is the note sheet already on the app? It's already on the app. So you can pull it up. I don't know how you can do that, why you can watch Facebook at the same time. But um, you can always look at the notes later on. But just get ready to be full of the word. Amen. Just position yourself to be ready to get the word of God this morning. So if you haven't already, send us a shout out so we know that you're watching. Who's some of the people who are on right now, Jennifer? Uh, Miss Lorraine. Hey, Lorraine. Hey, who? Brittany. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Susan. Josh and Jenna. Uh, everybody's on. Yeah, Amen. Yeah. Everybody's on. Well, welcome. <laughs> we're we're here. We wish you were here, but but we know we're all together in the in the spirit. Amen. All right. Uh, we are in our 35 days of fasting and prayer. We've made it through the first three weeks. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. We made it through. We're drawing Amen. closer. Isn't it wonderful that God called a fast right at the time we're all hoarding food and <laughs> all of that. <laughs> Perfect timing. Perfect timing. So uh, we're we're 21 days into our fast. We have two more weeks to go. Uh, The the first Sunday in uh, April will be our our last day of fasting. We'll call call it into the fast after church that day. Um, We're asking that everyone join us on the prayer call um, in the mornings at 730. You can get the, the text blast that will remind you of the prayer call at 730 by just simply texting XLR8 to the number 97,000. So text XLR8 to 97,000, and then you will get uh, a text blast reminder every morning uh, to get on the, the, the prayer call. We pray every morning at 7.30, and we pray for about 30 minutes, and uh, we cover things that are going on in the world right now. We cover your prayer requests. So if you have a prayer request, you can give us that, and we'll be faithful to pray over that for you as long as you are logging on and, and wanting us to pray for it. We'll continue to pray for you. So during this time, Murray, did you want to come up and say hello just a minute? I know he had a couple things he wanted to mention to you. Can y'all give it up for Murray? Snow. For those of you who are watching who don't know who we are, I'm Pastor Sally Snow, the senior pastor here at Acceleration Church, and uh, this is my handsome husband. Murray Snow. <laughs> so we just want to welcome husband. you. If you're, if you're watching and you, you don't know who we are, we are here in Humble, Texas, uh, Acceleration Church right here on FM 1960, and uh, we welcome you. Glad you're watching with us today. So it was a rough week. It was a rough week for the world, for our country. Yeah. And um, like Dr. Brittany said last week, gave us some tips. Social distancing, wash your hands. If you don't feel good, get tested. We will get through this, but this is a real test for our country and it for is. our world. It is. We have to pray for our elected officials, both nationally and locally, and I think yes. they're doing a good job. They are. And we just got to pray for a cure, right? Amen. Or for one of these drugs that they're testing that will work for those of us who are afflicted. Amen. And wisdom from above. And wisdom from above. You know, not just natural wisdom, but that God would interrupt their thoughts with the, the cure. With the, God already knows what it is. God's not wringing his hands wondering what to do. God already has an answer. He already knows how this thing is going to come to an end. So we just pray that their minds, that the, those who are working on the, on the uh, what's it called, the vaccination and what have you, right. that they would all hear from God. And some of these medicines have been used on other things like malaria, possibly that could help. Uh, yeah. with people who are sick. But this is a tough time. This is a war. This is a yes. war against this virus. Amen. We've been through it before. Amen. So. Amen. Well, not anything like this. We haven't been through anything like this we before. We have not been anything like this. But we have been through, been through like right. some stuff, especially here in right. Houston. <laughs> we have been right. through some stuff. So you, know, you can compare it almost to like a World War One or World War Two or nine eleven, or the financial crisis of oh nine. People are really affected by this. So Amen. we really got to hit our knees. Amen. Right? Amen. 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 Y'all give it up for Murray. Amen. 
Amen. So, you know, we do all those things that they're telling us to do, that we um, are washing our hands. Really, that's the, the most important thing that we can do um, in the natural is that we wash our hands. They say wash every 20 minutes. My goodness, that's a lot of hand washing. But uh, if you get around other people, I know when you leave, I look for the restroom when I get there and wash my hands. And then when I get ready to leave, I wash my hands again before I leave if I'm at the store or wherever. When I get home, I wash my hands again. So I've really... Um, been very conscientious about washing my hands. What about y'all? Have y'all been conscientious about that? What about y'all online? Can you hit us back and let us know? Have y'all been, uh, have you been up in your hand washing? Because that's one of the best uh, ways. So also social distancing, hand sanitizer. But then there are those things that we do in the spirit. We do the natural things, but hey, we got the spiritual handled also. Anoint your house with oil. The Bible says there shall be no plague that shall come nigh my dwelling. Please go around your house and anoint everything. Anoint the doorposts. Anoint the pillowcases. Anoint everything with oil and declare Psalms 91. Just walk through your house. We gave it to you on the note sheet the last two weeks. And so we put it on the note sheet again this week. So you can always go on the app and pull up the note sheet for today or the uh, sermon notes and scroll down to the bottom and there's the whole chapter. Chapter of Psalm 91 so that you can declare it over your household. Amen. So we do that. Those things in the spirit take communion regularly. We're going to do that today. Anoint your children. Anoint each other with oil. There's nothing special about the oil, but anoint in the name of Jesus. Amen. And then use wisdom about about what you're going to do. All right. Are y'all ready for the word this morning? All right. Would you hold up your note sheets um, and let's get ready to receive the word. Say this with me. Say the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to hear and apply his word. I'm about to know better so that I may do better, have better, and be better. I am becoming everything God has destined me to be. I'm becoming everything the devil fears I'll be. I'm becoming everything the haters say I could never be. So after today, I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, come on, shoot three people a high five or a, a peace sign and say, hey, you got to live by faith. <laughs> Amen. This is a time where we really, really, really need to live by faith. Amen. So open up your note sheets and let's get started. Or if you're there at home, um, just get pen and paper if you've not already downloaded and printed the um, note sheet. Um, and just sort of take some of these notes, right? Jot down the scripture reference and go and read them. Read them yourself. Hey, we're, we're stuck at home. Got to have something to do. <laughs> Look them up and read them. I think, uh, Kevin, you'll be able to show them on the screen, um, like covering the whole screen whenever we get to um, to a scripture. All right, good. So you'll be able to read it just like you would as if you were here. We love y'all. We wish you were here, but we know that we are connected. My heart is so happy that we are connected. So let's look at living by faith. We, we um, declared at the beginning of this year that this would be the year of God's manifested glory. You know, whenever a giant comes on the scene, it's an opportunity for God to show himself strong. The stage has been set, y'all, for God to do some mighty miraculous things. And so we're not, we're not in fear, but we're in faith. This is a time to really show that we live in faith and what living by faith is all about. So number one, living by faith includes functioning by faith in turbulent situations and coming out victorious. Amen. So living by faith Include, so can you put that on the full screen, the point? It just died? Boo. 
Amen. Amen. All right, we're still recording, so you can always go back and watch it with no glitches. So, um, so we'll, we'll put the, um, the point up on there so it might take a minute longer for people to write it down. So living by faith includes functioning by faith in turbulent situations, and coming out victorious. First John 5, 4 says, For whatever is born of God does what? Y'all come on, help me preach this morning. I got... For whatever is born of God overcomes coronavirus. Amen. Overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. So by our faith, we can overcome this situation. What is faith? Our definition we've been looking at for the last six weeks is, is faith is assurance. Belief, trust, faith is the supernatural power of God made available to me so that I can transform conditions, circumstances, and situations based on the will of God. So the will of God, we have to know what the will of God is so that we can release our faith for it. Because we have to decide, y'all, we have to decide what has the final word. What has the final word in my life? Is it... Is it coronavirus? Is it whatever is happening? Whatever is going on in the earth? No. The Word of God has the final authority in our lives. So we have the right to set a course and decide, I'm going to believe God. Throughout this, throughout this entire thing, I'm going to believe God that His Word has the final authority. And that really, you know, takes a minute to kind of wrap your mind around that when you're hearing all this news stuff. When you're, when you're getting all this fake news on social media. When you're uh, seeing all these things um, that that are not God, Amen. You so we have to make sure that we fill ourselves with the Word of God, that we keep ourselves up on what He said. He said, "No weapon formed against me shall prosper." He said, "This is the day as the Lord has made. I'll rejoice and be glad." I'm going to rejoice. That's not my favorite day. I don't like being um, stuck at home, <laughs> but God, God will make it work together for my good. Amen. We're going to come out of this better than when we went in, right? Amen. So we decide. We decide that His Word that I'm going to be victorious because His Word has the final authority. So when I know what the will of God is, then I can transform conditions, circumstances and situations based on his will. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, read it with me. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. 2 Corinthians 5.7 says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Mark 9.23, if you can what? If you can believe, some things are possible. All things are possible to him who believes. Luke 1.37, for with God... Nothing is ever impossible and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. So faith should be active in the life of the believer. Amen. If we're going to live by faith, we should keep faith stirred up. So number two, believing is an act of your will. You can set your will to believe or you can set your will to only believe sense realm evidence. Amen. So it's a matter of my will. It's believing is an act of my will. And we see this with Thomas. After Jesus has been raised from the dead, some of the disciples said, we've seen the Lord. He's like, I need some sense realm evidence or I'm not going to believe this. I will only believe if I see. Look what he says in John 20, 25. The other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, this is what, this is what Thomas said. So he said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Would you understand, would you underline will not? I will not. Underline that on your scripture right there. 
I put my hand into his side. I, unless I can do that, I will not believe. So he set the criteria for his believing really low. The criteria for his believing had to be, I gotta see his hands, I gotta put my finger in the hole, I gotta see the, 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 the hole in his side, I gotta put my hand in it, see if it's really a scar, if he really did, if this really happened, I won't believe unless I can handle him and touch him. But, but look what Jesus said in John 20, 29. Jesus said, so you believe because you've seen with your own eyes. Even better blessings are in store for those who believe without Seeing. So faith, we walk by faith and not by sight. We're not walking by what we see, but we're putting our faith in what God has said. Amen? That they said, you know, the Lord is, is, is alive. We've seen Him. He's like, I'm not gonna believe it unless I see. So we gotta set the criteria for our believing to be much higher than to be sense realm evidence. Amen? Alright, number three. Living victoriously by faith requires that I get my mouth in agreement with the will of God. You cannot talk negative and expect a positive outcome. You can't talk low and expect to live high. Amen. So you got to watch your words right now. You can't say stuff like, oh, we ain't never going to get through this. Man, this economy is going to be a mess when this is all over with. Man, I bet probably everybody's going to lose their job at my job. You can't say stuff like that. Because you'll have whatsoever you say. So you can't, you can't say that kind of stuff. You gotta set a watch over your mouth during this time because we're gonna live past this thing and you're gonna have what you say. So chart a course to better and begin to say things that are in agreement with God's word. So Proverbs 18:21, we all know this. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. So we need to be speaking what God says during this time. Speaking life. Mark eleven twenty two through 24 says, Have faith in God, for surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. It was kind of like when I prayed a few minutes ago. When you really believe you have it, you can rest. When you really believe, I've spoken it, I believe it in my heart, I've spoken it with my mouth, you know, I can rest in it. It's kind of like what I told y'all last week. That we believe John 3.16. We're not walking around going, man, I hope God forgives me and lets me into heaven. I hope I I don't have to, I I don't have, but we don't, we rest in that, don't we? We rest knowing that we are children of God. So we got to rest in the fact that we're not going to worry the, during this time. Amen. We rest in the fact that he's going to take care of us. Yes. That he's got a better plan. Yes. That all things work together for good for them that love the Lord and are called according yes. to his purpose. That, that he's got a good future and a good... I still have a good future. Amen. No matter what's happened with your 401k, no matter what's happened with your stocks and bond, with all that stuff... Do, do, I still, he still has a good future on his mind for me. He's still got good stuff, good plans for me to walk into. He's already arranged that stuff for me. Amen. So I get in agreement with that and continue to say that. Amen. Continue to say it out of your mouth. Hallelujah. So what's your Corona confession? You got to have a Corona confession. So the, your Corona confession is I'm going to come out of this better than, than ever. This virus is going to disappear just as fast as it appeared. I'll prosper and be in health right through this in Jesus' name. 
God blesses my bread and water and he takes sickness and disease away from me. No plague shall come nigh my dwelling. I'll be better than ever. My youth is renewed like the eagle. He satisfies my mouth with good things. Amen. So my youth is renewed like the eagle. Our economy will be better than ever. I like what uh, the president said the other day. He said, I'm expecting the economy to just bounce right back up. Amen. As soon as this is over, let's go ahead and say it because we'll have whatsoever we say. God is rebuking the devourer for my sake. So I declare, hands off my stuff, devil. I don't care what's going on. My stuff is going to make it. My job is going to stand. Hands off, devil. God is rebuking the devourer for my sake. Amen. So if God is doing the rebuking, what am I doing? Resting. I'm resting because God's doing the rebuking. He said, the, the vine will not fail to bear fruit for you in the field. So if God has already said that, that, that my job is not going to stop paying me, amen, that, that somehow i got to get paid. If they stop paying me, somehow i got to get paid. So I don't get upset about that. I rest in it. My faith is not in whatever kind of little old check they're going to send out to us. I'm appreciative of it, amen. Hallelujah, I'm appreciative of it. But, but our faith, it does not ultimately rest in that. It rests that God is going to provide. Hallelujah. So we can rest. We can rest. You at home, you got to rest. Rest in the power of God. Amen. He's reviewed. I still boldly declare plenty, plenty in 2020. Amen. And somehow this is going to work together for my good. I'm coming out with more than I went in with. Amen. All right. So get your Corona confession. Y'all post your Corona confession online. Hey, you at home, post your Corona confession right on the comments section right there. Amen? If you get, if you see a good one, let me know, y'all. Holler it out. Amen. Alright, so let's look at number two. Facts and faith over fear. Number one, fear is a choice. John 14, 27. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So that sounds like I have a choice whether I'm going to let my heart be afraid or whether I'm going to uh, let my heart uh, be troubled. I, we can't be troubled about things. we got to rest. I think that's the word of the Lord for you today is that we need to just rest in that He's going to do what He said He would do. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So number two, so number one, fear is a what? Number two, fear is a spirit. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So He hasn't given us the spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit. And we have the right to rebuke Him. We have the right to resist Him. In fact, we should resist Him. He says, resist the enemy and He'll flee. He'll run in terror. Flee in terror is what the Amplified Version says. So resist the enemy. Resist the spirit of fear. Because that's not the spirit that comes from God. So, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. That's what God has given us. He's given you the, the power to rest. The power of a sound mind. And the power of love. There is no perfect love casts out fear. There is no fear in love. Amen. Alright, so number one, fear is a choice. Number two, fear is a spirit. And number three, fear is contagious. Fear, I heard a story about um, sheep on a boat, on a big ship. They were carrying sheep. And, and the, the big old male sheep ran and jumped over the side. And you know, all the rest of the sheep ran after him and followed him and jumped off the side too. Because that one sheep got spooked, ran and jumped over the side. And you know, fish, I mean fish, uh, sheep can't swim. And their, their uh, wool is so heavy they sink right to the bottom <laughs> So they all just jumped over because 
One of them did. And I think that's what we've done here in this situation. Somebody said, it's going to be a shortage of toilet paper. So people are clearing toilet paper off the shelves because we're afraid we're not going to have toilet papers. Now it's caused a big mess where people go in and they can't, literally, no pun intended, a big mess. <laughs> anyway, it's caused a big mess where people can't even get like the just regular amounts of toilet paper, like my weekly toilet paper. Right, right. Amen. So it's a, it's a, it's a spirit and it's contagious. People get afraid and, um, and act in fear and then you're going to be in all kinds of trouble. So when the 12 spies went in to spy out the land, they went in, 12 of them went in and 10 of them came out afraid. Two of them came out saying, man, 10 of them came out saying, did you see the size of those giants? And two of them came out saying, yeah, but did you see the size of those grapes? You know, so it's about your perspective. It's about your mindset. You know, 10 of them were afraid of the giants. Two of them said, these, these grapes are worth fighting for. Amen. Your abundant life is worth fighting for. Amen. So I'm going to, I'm not going to get into fear. So uh, 10 were afraid. Those 10 got all the people into an uproar because they came back. The spies came back. Moses said, what'd y'all see? And 10 of them said, we, we saw ourselves like grasshoppers. And we felt like they saw us as grasshoppers too. They didn't have any self-esteem. But Joshua and Caleb said, what is wrong with y'all? The, the, the grapes are, are enormous. The land is amazing. It's flowing with milk and honey. We're well able. Let's go get it. But because of the ones that were in fear, look what, it, look what happened. Numbers 14, 1 through 2. It said, so all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried. They caught that contagious fear spirit. Lifted up their voices and cried. And the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. So, but Joshua and Caleb talked to him and encouraged him. They both saw the same land, but they had two different perspectives. You got to see this as an opportunity time. God, show me what, there's got to be opportunity in this for me. There's got to be some way that this is going to turn out for good. Show me where to direct my perspective so that I have a right perspective on this. Amen. Then Numbers 14, 7 through 9, listen to what Joshua and Caleb said. The land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he'll lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land because we will swallow them up. Uh. Look at their mindset. Their mindset was, they can't stand against us. See, Joshua and Caleb remembered the Red Sea. (sighs) They remembered the stuff that others forgot. How quickly can we forget the powerful things that God has done in our lives? How quickly can we forget Hurricane Harvey? And how it looked like Hurricane Harvey was the end of the world for Houston and Kingwood area. It looked like it was the end of the world. But we bounced back. We came through it. And we came through better than ever. Um, Lily and Wayne were part of that. And they lost everything. Like their, their house was moved off of its foundation. And it was over the top of their house. They, they lost literally everything. But God has put back more in their life than they ever lost before. Am I telling the truth, Wayne and Lily? T- say something about it. Come here. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Let me hear somebody testify. Wayne or Lily, who's going to do it? Where's the microphone? Yes, we literally lost everything. Come this way so that he can get you on that camera too. Close up. We literally lost everything, but God bless us double for what happens. Uh, We live better. We have more space. Uh, our granddaughter came around at that time too. What came around? My granddaughter. Oh, That's okay. A big blessing. 
So she have now space to play safely without too many stuff around. So you got a bigger house. Bigger house, bigger garden, uh, better stuff, better TVs, better everything. More furniture. A better location as well. Better location. But yeah. at the time, you felt like this is the end of the world. Yeah, well, it was a lot of sentimental stuff because we have all our kids and stuff over the years, and now they're adults. Yeah. So, actually, that was, I think, God moving the stuff that we didn't want to let go and just say, okay, Harvey coming, clean up. <laughs> so, it's good. I mean, it, but it was mostly was the, the, the memories and the stuff that was the thing that was the loss. Yeah. The more the material stuff, but God bless us with everything, like, you more. can enjoy life. More. Yes. Praise God. And I'm enjoying life. Amen. Praise God. You can take that back to Murray. Amen. So more and better. More and better. And that needs to be our, our um, confession. You know, that we'll, we're going to have more than better because we're able to swallow it up. You see, you see what they said? The people of the land because we will swallow them up. Their protection is gone. But look what it says. But the Lord is with the Lord is with us. Are y'all with me here on Numbers 14, 7 through 9? He says, do not be afraid of the people of the land because we will swallow them up. The protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. Look at Psalm 27, 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? Amen. So you know, many times we're afraid of things that are silly. Yes. Not even real. Yes. Go ahead and put up my first picture. Now, he looks really big and terrifying right there. But why are we so terrified of roaches? It just, it, we, I was doing laundry. Well, they're actually not nasty. Because I had a little encounter this week with, with one that looked just like that. He got on my stairs as I was coming up the stairs with all my laundry all folded. And I see this one bug and it's over with. Laundry goes everywhere and I'm running from this bug. You know how your body can have a real physical reaction when you see a snake or a bug? Like you get like goosebumps all over you. You just get like, ugh. It doesn't even have to touch you. You just see it and it just freaks you right out. It makes no sense. I mean, literally, I was having to self-quarantine myself downstairs, social distance myself all by myself from my own house because this bug was between me and going to the next level on my, on my, in my house, on my stairway. So I was freaked out. And, and so I, I went back downstairs and I'm like, this is stupid. This is stupid. So I go up the stairs and I forget what I had in my hand, but I just tapped on the carpet a little bit and he's like, Oh, wow, that's something bigger than me. So really, the bug should be more afraid of me than me afraid of the bug. So I tapped on the floor, and the bug got running and, and tried to squeeze itself into a corner. You know, and I thought, should I smush? And I'm like, that's even a worse thought, to think of smushing one. I, so so I went up and ran past it and finished putting my stuff away. But, um, you know, I spoke to the bug and said, you stay over there until Murray gets home. We got something for you. <laughs> I didn't have to say anything. He went up the stairs first, and I came up. There was legs here, wings there. This this bug was dismantled. <laughs> My hero! <laughs> Mary took care of that bug. Amen. But it's it's crazy. You know, it's crazy that you know it should be more afraid of you. Coronavirus should be more afraid of us than we're afraid of it. Amen. Because we're the blood-bought, born-again children of the Most High God. So let's look at the truth about coronavirus versus the myths. The coronavirus. Let's put the picture up. There it is. It looks so big and scary, and it's so small you can't even see it. That's what coronavirus looks like right there. So let's look at facts, not fear, and let's replace fear with facts and faith. 
So there's a lot of myths and conspiracy theories and price gouging and social media news and fake news. And they want to pump up fear so they can pump up ratings. So look at uh, Proverbs 14, 15. It says, the gullible believe anything they're told. The prudent sift and weigh every word. Proverbs 13, 16 in the message says, a common sense person lives good sense. Fools litter the country with silliness. And some of the stuff that's out there right now is just silliness. Amen. So myth number one, this one's the craziest one. Myth number one, it came from Corona beer. Where's the picture? This is a real picture that was online. Makers of Corona report. How much is that, Murray? 132 million? Yeah, Europe money. Loss as a result of coronavirus. And right underneath the very bottom there, it says, what does it say? Corona sales have decreased significantly in China. Some people actually thought that it came from, the coronavirus came from Corona beer. Yeah, yeah. Corona sales have dropped significantly in China. That's just some silly stuff. Silliness right there. So here's myth number two. Coronavirus escaped from a lab. That it escaped from a lab. That it was a, 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 a weapon of warfare that escaped somehow from the lab and got out. Got up and walked out. And, or, or somebody opened the door on purpose and let it out on their own people. It doesn't make any sense. But viruses are smart. They can mutate and that is what's happened here. The coronavirus has been around for a long time. But it has mutated and we have no defense against it. No antibodies against it. So it was most likely passed from a bat to this little animal in China that looks like an armadillo. It's it's their version of an armadillo. And they eat all kind of crazy stuff over there. I'm sorry, but they do. This armadillo looking thing. We don't eat armadillo. Armadillo is... I don't mean, I don't know anybody who eats armadillo. <laughs> yeah, maybe in Louisiana somewhere. <laughs> but but for, for the most part, but they that they eat this this uh little animal uh that, that looks like an armadillo, and so it seems like it came probably most likely it came from a bat to the armadillo animal and then from the it jumped off of the armadillo on and made contact with the human. Amen. All right, so it did not come did not escape from a lab. Number three, cold or hot weather can kill the coronavirus. Yeah, that's not true. Our bodies are 98.6, whether it's cold or whether it's hot. And it enters your body through your nasal cavity, through your mouth, through touching your eyes or anywhere that can get into your body. And those little things that look like um, on the outside of the coronavirus, it, they look like um, uh, suction cups, but it's like, what's that stuff called that sticks together? Velcro. Looks like Velcro. It actually sticks to you like Velcro. And then it begins to, to multiply. So that's why it's so important that we don't touch our faces. We don't touch our noses. We um, wash our hands and uh, protect ourselves, you know, by doing that. So it spread mostly by coming in contact with a person with the virus who coughs or sneezes. Droplets are generated. See, if we know this stuff, I'm empowering you right now. So you won't be afraid. Amen. We'll know what it is and what it is not. So droplets are generated when somebody sneezes or coughs. Say gross. gross. And then you breathe it or touch it and touch your face and it enters your body. Like Murray likes to go out and run every night on the um, track 
at Memorial Park where we live. And uh, he just made an announcement the other day. He said, I'm going to stop that for now because you're running right past people who just are breathing and coughing and you're breathing in and they're breathing in your end. I mean, it's not so much even about touching as it is breathing. So um, he said, I'm not going to do that until this thing is over. So that gives you some information about it, all right? And here's myth number four, because you know it's coming. It's going to be 92 degrees this week. It can be transmitted through mosquito bites. So that is not true. With uh, warmer weather coming, it's going to be 92 degrees this week. Um, mosquitoes, you know they're going to be, they're, they're on their way. We know we live in Houston. We got monster mosquitoes around here. But, you know, we, we just need to, no, we... They don't, it doesn't spread that they know of through mosquitoes. All right. So number four, let's look at some facts. Tribulations and issues are part of the human experience. You know, um, sometimes it's satanic warfare. Sometimes it's just the signs of the times. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, it's just human error and mistakes. But this is just one of those things that are part of the human experience. Germs, viruses, chicken pox. How many of you had the chicken pox? You didn't have the chicken pox? Oh my goodness. Well, most of us had the chicken pox and we lived through it. Amen? It's part of the human... Chicken pox, when you're a child, you're going to get chicken pox. I mean, it's just part of the human experience. This... this. Um, this coronavirus pandemic that we're in right now, it's just part of the human experience. Jesus said in this life, you will have tribulations and trials and troubles. He said, but cheer up. Cheer up. Cheer up. I've overcome the world. In the Amplified, it says, I've deprived it of power to harm you. So that we can sit in a place of rest. Amen. First Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation or trial has come to you that is beyond human resistance. This is a fact, y'all. That's beyond human resistance, that's not adjusted and adapted and belonging to the human experience. And such as man can bear. But God is faithful to his word and to his compassionate nature. And he can be trusted not to let you be tempted and tried and assayed beyond your ability and strength of resistance and power to endure. So he's not going to let this be more than we can handle. Amen. We already know going in that God is faithful. And he's not going to let me be tested beyond what I can. He said, uh, beyond your ability and strength of, uh, strength of resistance and power to endure. But with the temptation, he will always also provide the way out, the means of escape to a landing place that you may be capable and strong and powerful to bear up under it patiently. Amen. Number five, fact. We will get through this. We've been through things before. Like we said, Harvey looked like the end of the world for, for the Kingwood area. I mean, for a... A mile, um, 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 a mile. Okay, is somebody's phone ringing? Okay, yeah. For a mile, the San Jacinto River was a mile wide. It's normally about what, fifty feet wide? How how wide is the San Jacinto? Most most places, it's not maybe a hundred yard. I mean, it's not that big. It was a mile wide. From 1960 all the way, you know, almost to Kingwood. That was that was. The scariest thing I think I've ever seen with my own eyes was that water coming towards Kingwood and I'm standing on the bridge like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But we made it through that, amen? Paul experienced almost death in his ministry many times, but listen to this time that he talked about in 2 Corinthians 1, 8 through 10. He said, we don't want you in the dark, friends, about how hard it was when all this came down on us in Asia province. Does that mean he was in China? Huh? Asia province. It was so bad, we didn't think we were going to make it. 
We felt like we'd been sent to death row, that it was all over for us. As it turned out, it was the best thing that could have happened. Instead of trusting in our own strength or wits to get us out of it, we were forced to trust God totally. Not a bad idea, since he's the God who raises the dead. And he did it, rescued us from certain doom. And he'll do it again. Could you all underline that? He'll do it again, rescuing us as many times as we need rescuing. Whoo, that's good right there. All things work together for good. He's going to rescue us as many times as we need rescuing. Second Corinthians 1, 12 in the message, it says, now, now that the worst is over, we're pleased we can report that we've come out of this with, with, uh, conscience and faith intact and can face the world and even more importantly, face you with our heads held high. But it wasn't by any fancy footwork on our part. It was God who kept us focused on Him uncompromised. So now's the time to stay focused on him, stay focused on his promises. We just change our focus, y'all. We don't allow our focus to get off on fear. Amen. Number six, there's another fact. He will not forsake us. We will get through this and he will not forsake us. Joshua 1, 9. He said, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Isaiah 43, 1 through 2. It says, do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I'll be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. Hebrews 13:5 says, For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake nor let you down. Relax my hold on you? Assuredly not. Number seven. We have a covenant of health and healing with God. And a covenant is a promise that cannot be broken. A covenant is signed in blood. And it cannot be broken. Amen. But we have a covenant of health and healing. Amen. And a covenant of provision. Isaiah 53, 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. We can rest. We can rest. The chastisement for our peace was upon him so we can rest. And by his stripes, we are healed. Amen. So right now, I want you to get your uh, communion elements ready. Go ahead and take the, the little wafer of bread out and hold it in your hand. Um, or if you're at home, whatever it is that you're representing, the body of Christ, go ahead and, and uh, pick it up right now. Pastor Robert, yours is right there. Amen. Hold on to the bread and I want to read this scripture to you before we receive. But we have a covenant of health. We have a covenant of healing with God. Amen. What Jesus did for us on the way to the cross. It gives us the right. To resist sickness of every kind. Every kind. Sickness, disease. And we we can resist it. 
Ephesians 1, 7 through 10. In the message translation, it says, Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, His blood poured out on the altar of the cross, we're a free people, free of penalties and punishments chalked up by all our misdeeds. And not just barely free either, abundantly free. He thought of everything, provided for everything we could possibly need. Letting us in on the plans He took such delight in making, He set it all out before us in Christ. A long-range plan. God knew this was coming, and God already has a plan in His body. Already has a plan. It was, it was done for us when He received those stripes on His back. The right to resist coronavirus. Amen. A long-range plan in which everything would be brought together and summed up in Him. Everything in deepest heaven... Everything on planet Earth. Amen. So if you'll hold your, your, your wafer, if you, if you hadn't received, if you hadn't prepared yours yet, you can uh, place this on uh, pause for this moment and uh, go and prepare your communion elephants, elements. You want it, not elephants, good grief. Your communion elements and uh, uh, receive communion when you come back. So pause it now if you need to prepare, if you weren't prepared. And then just get juice or whatever you, you need to um, symbolize the blood of Christ. So Luke twenty two nineteen it says, And he took bread and he gave thanks and he broke it. And he gave it to them saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So we hold on to the bread right now. We remember the body of Christ. We remember the, the road to the cross wasn't an easy road. Started in the garden where he sweat great drops of blood. He was so stressed out that his pores burst open and and actually poured forth blood instead of sweat. So the chastisement for our peace was upon him. And not only that, they plucked out his beard. They punched him in the face. They pressed a crown of thorns on his head. They scourged him with the cat of nine tails. Thirty-nine times it came down on his back. For us. We're a free people. Free of penalties and punishments. Chalked up by all our misdeeds. Not just barely free either. Abundantly free from sickness. Abundantly free. So Jesus, we remember your body right now. As we hold on to this bread symbolizing your body, you said, do this. As often as you eat or drink, do this in remembrance of me. So right now, Jesus, we remember your body. Father, we thank you for sending the Son. Jesus, we thank you for obeying and coming and doing this for us. What we could not do for ourselves, Lord, you've made us free. Not just barely free, but abundantly free. We thank you, Lord, that we're free from punishments. We're free from penalties. We're free from the penalty of death and eternal death and separation from you. We are free. We're free from sickness and disease. According to your word. By your stripes, we are healed. We declare the protecting power of the body of Christ. The covenant stands right through this. We will not, there will be no plague that shall come nigh our dwelling. In the name of Jesus, we remember your body, Lord. We thank you that you suffered for us so that we could be healed. So we declare health and healing now from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. 
Every part of us must, must line up with your word and be healed. In Jesus' name, receive. Go ahead and, and uh, be ready to receive the, the juice, symbolic of his blood. Luke twenty two twenty says, Likewise, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. The new covenant, the covenant of, of one, one person, Jesus, the Son of God, with his sinless blood, died for all of us. The new covenant that we'd be forgiven for our sins and put back in right relationship with God. We owed a debt we couldn't pay. He paid a debt he didn't know. He was without sin. But he died a sinner's death on a cross in our place. So now we're free from penalties and punishment chalked up by our, all our misdeeds and not just barely free either, but abundantly free. He thought of everything, provided for everything we could possibly need. So Lord, we thank you for the provision right through this coronavirus right through this uh, social distancing god we know that you have a plan you have a plan beyond this so lord we thank you that we are your children heirs and joint heirs with jesus christ Lord, we don't worry about what we're going to eat drink wear how we're going to put gas in our cars or we're not worried about all those things all these things the gentiles seek after the unbelievers seek after but lord we seek first the kingdom of god and your righteousness and we know all these things will be added unto us so, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that, that you've thought of everything and that you've made us free. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. We thank you, Lord, for forgiveness of our sins. And we're in right relationship with you. In Jesus' name, everybody receive. Thank you, Lord. So now what I want to do, you can just leave them, just let everybody hold them. I'll be fine. Um, now what I want to do is let's, let's declare Psalm 91 over ourselves again. So are y'all ready? Can you see it? Everybody at home, we're going to put it on the screen so you'll be able to see it. Yeah, the whole, the whole thing, right? All right. Is it on the screen already? Yay! All right, here we go. Y'all ready? Let's declare it. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High, will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust Him. For He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with His feathers. He will shelter you with His wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor of the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side and ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you, no plague will come near your home. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up in their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. 
The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I'll be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Amen and amen. So you want to be confessing that over yourself and over your life, over your family. Declaring Psalm 91 protection. Well, Father, we thank you for your word that's been sown in our hearts this morning. We thank you for this this wonderful medium of Facebook Live, Lord. And even if we're watching it um, where it was recorded, Lord, we just thank you for the blessing of being able to be so many places while standing in one spot. So, Father, we pray that every person who's watching right now by way of, of uh, Facebook or uh, on the Internet, Lord, we just pray in Jesus' name that you would come right where they are. That, Lord, you would, you would make your presence known to them. That you would fill them with your spirit. And that, Lord, they would sense and know that you are there with them. So, Father, we just ask you now in Jesus' name to just let every heart be convicted. Every heart know that they have a need for you in their lives. We just thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, let me just ask you a question. Are you ready to meet Jesus? Is your heart right with God? Maybe you'd say today, Pastor Sally, my heart's not right with God. I know that I need to pray and receive Christ. I'm going to, I'm going to say a really simple prayer in just a moment. I'm going to lead you in a prayer, but you're saying, Pastor Sally, I'm lost, but I don't want to be lost. I want to, I want to know God. I want to be a part of the family of God. I'm going to pray with you in just a moment. You say, Pastor Sally, pray for me. I'm going to pray with you and lead you in a very simple prayer in just a moment. And listen, when you do that, everything will change. Amen. So, Right now, I'm just going to lead you in that prayer. You'll be forgiven for your sins, put back in right relationship with God, and you'll be on your way to the journey of having a brand new life in Christ. Amen. All right, so I'm going to lead you in this prayer. Everybody's eyes closed, head bowed. Just repeat after me. Say, Father, I confess to you that I am a sinner. I have messed up, sometimes on purpose, and sometimes... I'm sure I just didn't know. But I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to forgive me. I believe that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. And I believe that you raised him from the dead on the third day. And he's alive right now. Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Teach me. Guide me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I'm trusting you alone to save me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you just prayed that prayer, congratulations. It's a wonderful thing. Um, you got to let somebody know that you prayed that prayer. You can't. Nobody gets to sneak into heaven. you got to tell somebody. And on our app, if you have not downloaded our Acceleration Church app, you ought to do that. Because on there, there's a place where you can fill out a connection card and let somebody know that you've received Jesus today. So that uh, um, put your name and your phone number and everything on there so that we'll be able to contact you. We have something we'd like to send you in the mail or, um, yeah, I guess we could just send it right to you, to you in the mail if you provide us with your information. We'll be able to send you. You need to have this little, we might have this information on the website, don't we, Kevin? The, the congratulations on your journey, your decision to, to trust Jesus as Savior. 
Well, it has a little map on the inside that you need to have so that you know the next steps that you want to take in Christ, including water baptism, beginning to read the Bible and pray, becoming a member of a church, discipleship classes. You've got to begin to grow in God and then also serving others. So we need to get this into your hands. So if you would go to the Facebook app, I'm not Facebook app, to the Acceleration Church app, or you could just put something right there on the um, Facebook Live right now, but then just leave a comment. They, all right. They see what? This is what they see? Okay, good. Okay, wonderful. So go, go to the app store and download the Acceleration Church app, but you could, if you wanted to, to just put something in the comment section of this Facebook ad, of this Facebook Live presentation. And uh, we can get your information. Just leave your phone number, and uh, we will be giving you a call to let you know what your next steps are in Christ. Amen. Well, I think that's everything today, y'all. Tides and offer. Yes, it's offering time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, so this is the time where we give our tithes and offerings. You know, one of the things we want to do right through this is to continue to give into the kingdom of God. Amen. Because that tither's blessing, he rebukes the devourer for our sake. Amen. So um, when we give, the Bible says that we honor the Lord with our substance and with the first fruits of all our increase. He said, so then our barns will be filled with plenty and our vats will overflow with new wine. So we don't have barns or our vats, but we got a, a pantry. <laughs> Amen. We have a bank account. We want we want uh, to continue to to overflow right through this situation because you know whenever we tithe, it puts us in position to receive the supernatural power of God in our finances and in our life. Literally, He raises up favor. And there might be some times during this situation where we just need the favor of God. We know the widow woman who um, gave her her small cake to Elijah. That offering that she gave into the kingdom of God sustained her. Through the entire drought. It was the pandemic of her day where um, there was a drought for three years. There was no rain. And uh, for that three years, people were hungry. And uh, so she was sustained all through those three years. Amen. And she and, and said that the, the bin of flour and the jar of oil never ran out. So sow a sustaining seed. Amen. Give your regular tithes and offerings, but then sow a sustaining seed. Amen. Well, let's make a faith direct, uh, faith declaration over our giving this morning. Are y'all are ready to give? You might want to wait to give until after the, um, we log off. Um, so you can, um, go ahead and declare your, um, faith confession now, but then, um, you can give after we disconnect. This is so weird. Everything is different. Okay, here we go. Let's make our faith declaration. Father, in Jesus' name, today is the dawning of a new day. My season of frustration and lack is over. And I'm walking in a season of love, joy, peace, success, overflow, and prosperity. My love for you, relationship with you, and sensitivity to you is growing closer every day. I declare that favor and wisdom for promotion is mine now. You're opening doors for me that no man can shut. 
Thank you, Father, for watching over your word to perform it in my life. It's causing my life to prosper. I'm in anticipation of the good things you have prepared for me. I am blessed to be a blessing. So as I increase more and more, Father, open my eyes to see ways that I may bless others. I'll be quick to see the need and respond to your voice. Because you have planted Acceleration Church here, Humble, Texas is experiencing revival. I decree that the Spirit of God is drawing multitudes here from the north, south, east, and west. People are responding to your presence, power, and purpose for their lives. We declare that people of all ages, backgrounds, and ethnicities are being impacted forever. In Jesus' name, amen. We do not own the rights to this music.